Hello, and welcome to InspecTech, the evident, non-destructive testing podcast. My name is Emilie Pedoquin, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is all about NDT and the incredible people that work into our industry. I've been in this industry for just over a decade now, and I'm still amazed by the incredible people that I get to work with and how tightly this community is connected. On this show, I have the chance to welcome experts from the field to chat about everything and anything from challenging applications to new trends and even tips and tricks on how to improve your NDT game. I hope you'll enjoy the unique insight that our guests are sharing with us and that it will inspire others to also want to help in making this world a safer place. Today on the show, I had a very nice conversation with Xavier Quintanilla, the business developer manager in North America for a company called Quaset. Xavier is a seasoned NDT professional, well-versed in multiple technologies, including robotics for inspections in the energy sector. He is also very involved in the Sprint Robotics Collaborative, a global industry-driven initiative that is accelerating the market readiness for robotic solutions for inspection and maintenance. I hope you'll enjoy our dive into the robotic world and new innovative solutions for our non-destructive testing industry. Hey, Xavier, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Hi, Emily. Glad to be on this uh, with you. And so... Um, you might know by now, but the question that I always like to ask, and it's funny because we've been knowing each other for a little while, many years, I guess at this point, but I, I don't even know your NDT story. So how did you stumble upon NDT? Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Probably what, six or seven years that we've crossed paths at yeah. different global uh, technology shows. Um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, it's kind of interesting. I don't have a, a straight shot. I. Uh, course many many people that get into NDT one way or another probably just kept leaning further and further the things that they enjoyed and attracted their their minds and uh, their the work that interests them right so I uh, originally was pursuing my education at University of Houston for biotechnology oh, and okay. um, my my wife uh, unlike me she, she she went directly to college straight out of high school and I lingered and did a few things before I took college seriously so she was quite ahead of me and graduated and and uh, I still had some time left before I completed my my bachelor's so I uh, started looking for like a summer job a technician I think that was what I googled uh, just technician <laughs> summer jobs and uh, I uh, came across uh, the, the link or the website for uh, the Ocean Corp in Houston. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so I scheduled a, a tour. Um, uh, my wife then, girlfriend, joined me. And it happened to be um, a few minutes from her house, so it was pretty convenient. <laughs> nice. And, uh, yeah, I did a, a, as much research as I could on what this technical school was for uh, NDT technician mm -hmm. and uh, I basically <laughs> pre presented a, uh, a slide presentation to my family and my girlfriend <laughs> why I was dropping out of college. <laughs> no way, that's so yeah. funny. I've never heard of something like that so I, I have some explaining to do. Here's why. <laughs> yeah and I 
I went as far as look at the salaries and what yeah. what kind of job hirings there were and what industries it affected and the biggest thing that attracted two things that attracted me was one I could make decent money fairly quickly to start off yeah for sure and and two the door was very broad in what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and and I've always liked that is the, uh, the step into something that I can excel in but it's constantly uh, uh, a wide open door to do something else so yeah that's, that's what kind of lent lent me into getting into it yeah that's that's very interesting so so what was it what was the other path or the other career that your family was expecting you to to do or, or that you thought you would be um, going with prior it, to NDT it was so my major at U of H was biotechnology but I've also been a uh, I guess I was on the fence with uh, pursuing marine biology. Okay, okay. Um, you know, I, I at a very young age, um, I think as early as 12, I started um, dabbling into um, freshwater, like aquarium plant and fish, like husbandry. Okay. And uh, when I was 15, um, for my birthday and a special request, I had a 125-gallon aquarium that I purchased, wow. and my parents installed it in, in into our house. Wow. And so at 15-ish to 16, I was growing uh, saltwater coral. And, uh, and yeah, and all kinds of things were breeding and propagating, and uh, I did that for about six, seven years, hence why I didn't go straight to to college out of high school because yeah. I, I had a pretty decent job at 18 years old um, selling high-end uh, aquariums and, and kind of consulting people on, on maintenance. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Pretty different. Pretty different. And that's what I love about NDT is that, you know, most people, yeah, that's that wasn't the, oh, yeah, I know the straight path is, you know, I'm, I'm going to and uh, start uh, college, I'll go straight in NDT and, you know, nobody. It's it's nobody's story and so that's always interesting to see uh how it either derailed entirely you know from one one career path uh to to another or uh, just yeah how we how we stumble upon it so i guess the people that you've met at um uh at the college there they they were convincing uh, or or your research research was convincing yeah yeah i i think still to this day of where I've I've kind of navigated through my career path. Um, I, I very much still like the hands-on yeah. of being out in the field every now and then, going going to test a solution, and this kind of cross between the lab and the field. And and I, I think you know kind of a little bit that I've kind of read up on on your career path on LinkedIn and talking to you. It's mm-hmm. maybe more or less the same thing, right? You you, yeah. you get to learn and sharpen yourself in the industry and the technology but still be practical and help people um, execute this kind of work yeah hands on definitely definitely a big advantage of this uh, this career and so um, so now you work for a a company called Quasit can you tell us a little bit what what Quasit is doing um, what what you're doing over there and uh, maybe some of the projects or the products that um, that they're offering yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have kind of a a, a dual role within Quasit. Okay. Um, it's it, it goes hand in hand with uh, the activities and support around Sprint Robotics, 
Um, I can I can touch on that a, a bit oh, later. Oh yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Quasit um, was founded in 2011 by our, our CEO Chip Chip Oboma, and uh, brought years of NDT uh, consulting and, and experience in the industry globally uh, to put a small uh, engineering and innovation uh, uh, consulting firm. So out of several projects that were done in the EU, uh, the projects that uh, extended well past the EU into North America and Asia Pacific, uh, there was enough traction there that uh, uh, the team grew in, 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 in digital tooling, uh, uh, collaborating with multiple um, stakeholders involved in NDT, robotics, and, uh, and to, to this point, I, uh, I'm covering uh, North America for their business development efforts. Okay. And um, uh, really campaigning uh, some of our, our digital tooling solutions, yeah. Okay, so can you talk a little bit about those um, digital tools uh, that yeah. you're offering? Yeah, there's, um, they're, they're more or less, all of them pretty much complement each other and uh, we we continue to do uh, further iteration and development of tools such as uh, NII Max, uh, non-intrusive inspection uh, workflow software. Okay. Um, basically, when a robotic system can be deployed in in lieu of human occupancy being inside of an asset, mm -hmm. uh, we we are able to tackle that kind of project and give you all the tooling uh, to really uh, get a successful uh, project completed with that um, and. That, that platform will tie into another uh, digital tool we created called Asset Builder. Okay. Where you can build uh, a digital twin or copy and kind of an uh, easy user interface uh, like design. Um, no, no hours of, of several um, experts or, or, or so to create like a CAD drawing. Uh, you can basically jump in, have a quick tutorial and drag and drop components of what a pressure vessel you are looking to inspect. Now, just having that representation, representation alone is, is only a piece of the puzzle because okay. you can actually overlay your inspection data on that oh, asset. There we go. Very cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, if, if it's welding and examination, um, if it's thickness, um, if you're going to go to the extents of um, inspecting with some uh, laser profile on the inside, inside or outside, or you actually make it to the, the stage of doing a proper uh, digital twinning of the component out in the field, you can marry it to this this as well. So it's kind of a, a, a sandbox approach of, of putting data together to represent the asset. And of course, you know, the, the industry is, is pursuing uh, being able to collect inspection data and, and, and all of that, all the data that encompasses these type of activities in like a digital twin, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So some are a little further ahead, some are waning behind, but everybody's taking steps in that direction. So Asset Builder ties into um, our robot simulation software as well. Okay. Um, along with planning a confined space uh, robotic inspection, uh, you can simulate it, right? It gives your team that's managing the project and the customer confidence uh, before boots on the ground, basically. We, we know what we're going to over overcome, what are internal nozzles present, 
um, to have a successful mi mission and there's no surprises. Yeah, yeah, I see. And so just for, you know, it, we, we used a lot of, uh, uh, of uh, language that might not be familiar for everybody, but like I, I know we've talked on this podcast about digital um, twins before, but just to just to make sure that our audience is uh, is following everything. Um, so digital twinning, you know, it, there's multiple ways, and that's the challenge with NDT. There's there's a lot of data that we we collect a lot yeah. of information, and what do we do with that information is sometimes what's What's tricky, right? It can be files and files and files of, you know, in um, in uh, what do you call it? like a old school uh, a cabinet, let's say. But but nowadays we're trying to to use that file in a more uh, efficient way. So digital twinning would be basically a way to represent everything from, let's say, um, a refinery, you know, and all the components, the different uh, places for inspection, and then having that um, yeah digitally represented and as you were saying now you can even put that data on top of that digital representation which we would call basically the the digital twin right would, yeah. is that the way you would be explaining it yeah 100 percent. and okay. <clears throat> there's so many uh, players um, trying to navigate you know what makes sense to you know ultimately the 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 client or the the infrastructure that's uh, reporting and collecting all this information for, um, you know, predictive maintenance and, and where to address their shutdowns and, and, and mitigate, you know, failures or, or just general upkeep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's growing um, t t together with that would, would be one of the, the biggest um, areas where, where our company has been um, uh, attempting to uh, really enable the future technician uh, of the future, and, and that's around uh, augmented reality or, or mixed yes. reality inspections. Definitely, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've seen that at the uh, last API conference where you guys right. were at and, and, and showing that solution. So can, can you explain for somebody who's never seen it before what it would look like? Yeah, I, I like to start off with the, the baseline uh, uh, movie of kind of uh, as an example of Iron Man where... Okay, yeah. He's in his garage. He's got all these sports cars, and uh, he he's got his little workshop, man cave or lab. Yeah. And uh, he wants to make a, a new iteration of his arm or blaster, and and he's working in this mixed reality space of designing a new arm, and that's basically what what an experience could be like in in somebody wearing a hard hat with a visor, and they're out in the field looking to perform inspection on an asset, and they have a gridding or overlay display of the work they're fixing to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so instead of manually taking, you know, a, a pen or paint pen and, uh, and, and, and a ruler and then trying to, to draw that grid directly on the component, uh, it's, it's just the, the glasses that overlays uh, that grid on top of it virtually only, right? Absolutely. It, it's, it's very cool. It's it's been in the works for for a little over a year, um, um, you know, from an R and D level, and, and and breaking out this year several units uh, globally that are already um, on several pilot projects, and there's a few iterations uh, as far as the data for uh, the digital twinning side, and where that where that plays in is every, everybody's trying to figure out what path they want to take, right? So we do have to make a few changes per location or site, but that's fine. The, the the fundamentals of what the tool 
uh, is capable of and doing it has already been set. And uh, yeah, you collect at the UT point, mm -hmm. uh, if you're gritting an elbow, uh, or if it's a four foot by four foot section on a, on a storage tank wall, uh, or pressure vessel or mm -hmm. reducers. And we're just adding a library of components now at this point where the instrument, the technician, the location, the representation of the component, all of this is being just stacked on layers of data for just one site, right, which is right. what which is what everybody's trying to get to. So yeah. So it can be paired with something like a uh, 32DL plus or um, uh, you know a thickness uh, gauge that that would be linked to you know with the with the D link with the um, a way to send that information let's say to the cloud and then you take the data point and then it just goes up and, and populates it instead of you having to take a pen, write it down for that location and so on, right? Is that is that the yeah. goal? Yeah, yeah, you you absolutely right. And and to go a little bit further, um, as we're building a library of instruments, uh, connectivity that uh, is, is constantly going, some of them a little bit more pressing just because, uh, you know, they, they have specific features per, per client that we work with. But We'd like to get to the point where we can, uh, a project manager can, can have a team of technicians and, and hand off work packs. Mm -hmm. And basically, if it's a, a, a couple days to a couple months, and they go out in the field and they, they look at this component or multiple components, once they turn or activate their visor to launch our software, by the way, it's called Hologrid didn't mention that mm -hmm. um, once they launch it everything will be pre-uploaded they can look at isometric drawings any other uh, construction drawings or relevant information to the task at hand and once they complete that inspection everything's going back uh, to the project manager that uh, that is able to just see the progression of their project in real time as yeah. it's being done out in the field very cool. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's tricky in our industry. We tend to sometimes be not stuck in our ways, but, you know, old school a little bit. You know, I, I think there's a lot of us uh, that has been, uh, uh, you know, thought a certain way and then we, we stick with it, you know, and that that's normal. But um, technologies like that, what's nice is that, you know, it, it, far from taking the inspector's job, it really helps the inspector doing their job more efficiently you know again if you don't have to write every single point of data that you take well the, the the room for error is diminished you know you have less chances of writing in the wrong you know the the, the wrong area or the wrong number or the digital point being a different um the period being at the wrong place or you know uh so there's uh it actually can facilitate or help the inspector rather than you know taking their job away <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I always hear that uh, even in robotics, you know, oh, they're coming for our jobs. It's it's so far away for us to even, for that even to be a foreseeable like um, thing happening. Um, I I I I would say, and what we've kind of in the industry that that support either mixed reality type of solutions or robotics is we're we're augmenting the the work environment. Yeah, uh, we still need humans to to make. The critical decisions around safety we just can't entrust a robotic system to do that yet um, and uh, you know the robots themselves need need uh, servicing you know so there's there's plenty of opportunity of growth 
business um, technicians, and, and, and I do think the workforce of the future is, is definitely going to have to uh, pick up some new tools in their toolbox, so to say, of, of being in the field, uh, you know, communication, uh, knowledge sharing, and, and just, I don't know, it's a, a, a culture 2.0, right, of, of yeah. NDT, you know, that, that we, I, I can see that as a whole, everybody's kind of graduating to. I agree. Yeah. Inspectors 2.0. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> agree. So, so okay, so now that we're on the, the subject of uh, robotics, and uh, so can, you've been pretty involved with Sprint Robotics. Can you tell us a little bit about that organization and what, uh, yeah. what they do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're sitting at uh, over 105 organizations that are, are in the Sprint Robotics Collaborative. Uh, this, this, a uh, nonprofit organization uh, uh, aimed at accelerating uh, and adopting robotic solutions for inspection and maintenance for uh, critical infrastructure uh, owners. So mm -hmm. um, it was in 2015, it was brought together by five founding board members with our CEO uh, is, is on the board of that okay. uh, group. And um, we take uh, participant members as asset owners would be the Shells, BP, Chevron, the like. Yeah. With associate participants would be companies like Evident, um, you know, Team, uh, Accurate, and, and, and companies that play the role of both designing and service of these type of solutions in the energy sector. So yeah. uh, we come together. Uh, put on um, educational seminars for everyone involved. Um, we put on road shows where um, uh, associate participants can show up on site at a chemical facility mm -hmm. and demonstrate, you know, ha the hands on the practical people that will be using these type of solutions. Uh, and, and, you know, a, a couple other things um, as far as white papers and guides and everything that just is giving the industry as a whole stepping stones to keep moving forward in the adoption of robotics. Very cool. So I know that there was uh, one challenge fairly recently in Rotterdam. So can you, I don't know if you were there, but can you explain a little bit what one of those challenge could look like? You know, is it robots everywhere, drones everywhere? With, like what's, what's the main goal? And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. What's, what does it look like to attend one of those events? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, I, I celebrated remotely. I did not make it. Uh, okay. Had a couple of things that conflicted, but uh, but yeah, it was um, drones, ground robotics, uh, magnetic crawlers, uh, maybe uh, a few other uh, technologies, uh, and it was all geared around piping, pressure vessel, storage tank, and then just aerial inspections. So, within those categories, um, any company was within Sprint was willing to sign up, uh, able to sign up. Okay. and uh, share that they were going to demonstrate uh, as a part of the challenge uh, either visual, uh, laser, ultrasonic, what, what other NDT you know, device or payload they had that they wanted to be a part of the challenge of. So once, uh, I think it was a two-day event, and there was uh, judges put together as part of uh, the participant side with uh, representatives from Shell, BASF, Exxon, and there was a scoring matrix, basically. How, how well did it perform in this environment? Um, um, you know, how long did it take? As simple as like, how long did it take to set up? Yeah. Uh, was it able to reach 
um, a certain distance and cover a certain range. So yeah, all of that was put together. And uh, yeah, they, they announced a few few winners. I don't recall any off the top of my head at the moment. But uh, we're looking to do that uh, again soon. So very nice. Yeah, a lot a lot a lot came out of that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and especially if the assets uh, the asset owners are participating too. You know, they're the one who really know the best their their own needs. You know, what what's needed for my refinery and how to um, you know inspect the best my components. What what's critical. What's not. How it needs to be. How quickly does it need to be executed or yeah, not? Yeah. You know. So that's good that they're directly involved and that's the the beauty of the those kind of um, uh, uh, groups you know that uh, that brings everybody together to to face one one challenge or you know a group of challenges uh, all together and it, it speeds up the, the progress for sure yeah and, and one thing just, just kind of a note or observation that being in NDT robotics for I'm, I'm getting close to 10 year mark and uh, You know, when, when somebody is, is demonstrating their, their system or solution at that, at that level or, or platform, right, there's a lot of uh, trepidation, right? Well, well, our competitors are next to us and, mm, and this solution yeah. does this or that. And, and, and I've always kind of observed it as, well, well, since Sprint started way back in 2015 and I was involved is you, everyone gets a way to learn something. Like, why wouldn't you want to mm. learn? Uh, what can you do? What can you not do? And most of all, uh, at the asset owner level, they, they want to see what's feasible now so they can continue to fund projects, uh, you know, potentially fund opportunities to accelerate a solution that has, you know, four to five multiplier of impact in their business. So, um, yeah, I would, I would kind of, you know, advise these, these kind of up-and-coming ro NDT robotic companies You know, step up to the challenge, learn something, um, and, 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 and step on the stage. Absolutely. Very cool. Yes, that's a yeah, good way to, uh, to, to uh, push innovation forwards, that's for sure. So speaking of, of innovation, um, in your opinion, you know, what's, what might still be missing or, or what's needed um, in, in the NDT industry, uh, very general, you know, but what, from what you've seen and how you've been involved, what do you feel is still missing or, or what is going to be the landscape, let's say, in about 10 years from now, what do you think we could, we could expect uh, to see in our field? I, I think there's, there's a lot of work to do, absolutely. Um, it's, a, I think, a pretty fair and honest assessment for most people that are uh, either in the augmented or digital twinning conversation, especially mm -hmm. in all the way into robotics and um, you know we're not all specialists in everything um, if those people exist you know they um, you know tell me who they are Emily and help me find them <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah please <laughs> but yeah I mean yeah. We're, we're talking about digital twinning augmented reality uh, non-destructive testing in itself is an entire world mm -hmm. of knowledge um, Then, then you get into robotics and automation, artificial intelligence. So there's, there's a lot of players. There's a lot of things that need to fit perfectly, uh, and, and everyone's kind of agnostic to play their role or, or component, right? I don't, yeah. I don't know if one day in five years from now, you know, there'll be a said company that does a wonderful uh, either augmented solution or robotic solution and just has it all under one umbrella. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna take some time and patience and due diligence from 
people that work in IT, people that work in the non-destructive testing side, uh, the mechanical engineers behind robotics. So I, I believe having more of a collaboration and uh, innovation discussions, meetings, um, things that Sprint Robotics puts together, things that API Conference puts together, yeah. ASNT, you know, really getting um, as as much as the people that do have their understanding in their sector to kind of give direction, really, really instill that collaborative support to get there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, and even on a manufacturer perspective, right, you know, we've, we've been discussing this in the past, um, you know, pretty recent in the past year, even like just how how more collaboration can we do you know because yes we can work you know in 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 silos and in um you know with with ndas and, and very secretive and but that's not how we're going to move our whole industry faster forward you know and um so we're really trying to aim in that way now that we we're going to create things that are going to be much more open um open for everybody that is interested in contributing and have the the knowledge to to take that and and run with it basically instead of making it you know um you know file format is a, a good one you know we know that in the medical you know that's been something that they they've done a bit better than us but i think we can we can do better now we have you know we had a little bit of time to see them um succeed and fail on some other points and and so uh now we can take those lessons and and learn and uh and apply them to our industry so yeah i think that you know i agree collaboration i think is the the upper word you know it's 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 what's needed if we want to uh move a bit faster toward the uh, industry 4.0 or <laughs> whatever we want to call it yeah and and not to not to be afraid to get it wrong right i mean mm -hmm. it's not gonna land a hundred percent on on some new solutions or or system um it's it's a uh, every everyone's learning and can't be intimidated to to send something out in the field or or a project it's just take take what we learn and keep keep moving forward yeah yeah it's all part of the game yeah for sure for sure great well xavier thank you so much for your input and for for this conversation i really appreciate it and um looking forward to talk maybe again in uh, I don't know, a couple of years from now and see uh, see yeah. where we all are at this point. Uh, maybe we can do another podcast and, and see if we were right. <laughs> maybe we uh, the next podcast will be in, in virtual reality. Oh, and, there uh, we go. <laughs> and, and everybody can afford one of those because right now they're insanely expensive. But uh, yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. And with our uh, own digital twins. How about that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Yes, thank you, Emily. Have a good one. That's a wrap for today's show. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Xavier. Again, I think the upper message here is collaboration. The more we all work together, and as Xavier mentioned, aren't afraid to go back to the drawing boards from time to time, well, the faster we will see innovations and improve the whole NDT workflow going forward. It doesn't only benefit asset owners, as we talked about. It also benefits the inspector themselves. And ultimately, it keeps everyone safer. And that's what NDT truly is all about. So thanks for tuning in today. And until next time, thanks again to you for contributing and keeping the world safe out there. Bye for now.